0: Welcome to the podcast of Selmore Baptist Church in Ozark, Missouri. To learn more about our church, please visit selmorebaptist.com. And now, here's the sermon. Well, good morning. Pastor Josh is uh, taking some vacation right now, so I am Bill Sprague, the associate pastor. So I get the call to deliver the word today. Pastor's been preaching out of Ecclesiastes, so we're going to continue that, and our focal verses today will be from chapter 3, verses 9 through 15. Before we start, let's go to the Lord in prayer. Almighty God, we do praise your name, Lord, and pray that as we come to your word today, Lord, it will speak to our hearts, the Lord will open up our hearts and our minds that we might hear it, that we might understand it, Lord, that we might know how to go about life even better because of your word, Lord, and that we might be more pleasing to you and we might understand your purpose in all of the things that are going on in life. So, Lord, we just pray that you will empower your word today. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, in uh, Ecclesiastes, the writer Solomon has been saying many times, talking about life under the sun. Life under the sun, meaning life here upon this earth and in the way that man would normally go about it in the flesh, just normal, unspiritual life, and he calls that life under the sun. And in that, he's been basically saying that nothing is lasting. Nothing is lasting, and in the uh, previous verses that our pastor covered, verses 1 through 8 of chapter 3, we see those various seasons of things, 14 things contrasted. With each other, 14 times, 14 events that might change, such as a time to be born and a time to die, and I know somebody's going to say turn, 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 but uh, each of those showing the uncertainty of things and how difficult it is for us to plan. Things for us to make plans and say, well, that's exactly what I'm going to do. Now i kind of reminded of over in James, it says, who are you to say that today I'm going to do this or tomorrow I'm going to go to that city and make money over there. We just can't plan those things out with great uh, efficiency, with great exactness because things change so much. One thing we do know, that change is the only constant in a life that's packed with variables. Change is the only constant in a life packed with variables. I'm going to give you a spoiler alert here. Over in chapter 12, you wonder, well, what's Solomon getting to in all this in Ecclesiastes? This is so depressing. There's just no hope. But what he says to us over in chapter 12, verse 13, he says, here's the conclusion of the things: Fear God and obey His commandments. Your relationship to God is much more important than anything else that's going on in this life, than all the changes that are coming along. Keep your relationship to God intact by serving Him, glorifying Him, and living for Him. So as we come to verse 9, we're just going to take each verse one at a time, rather than reading them all, I don't, and we'll uh, see where we go here. It says, What does the worker gain from his toil? All these things that we go about, all these things that we do, all these things that we try to gain and grasp, whether it's in our personal life or whether it's in work life. I think he's aiming more towards our work life than anything. Just survival was a main thing for people back then. But all of those things that we struggle and toil for are not going to last. They're only as good as long as we're here. They're only as good upon this earth, and as the old saying goes, you can't take it with you. And once you're gone, most people are going to forget about you pretty quickly. So, what's the use of all that? Is is what he's saying to us. So, the, the lesson from that would be for us to trust in God, trust in God, look to Him, and. Rather than striving so hard for the things on this earth. Now, he's not saying that we should be lazy or that we should be lax in our our duty. Because we do get food. We do get shelter and other things from the money that we earn from our, our work. But he's saying, is that where your security is? Is your security in how much you can make? Is your security in your job or in any other event that might be happening? Even if it's sports that you're striving in. Is there security in that? And Solomon would say, not beyond this life. As a matter of fact, we think about our jobs. You know, there might be something that comes along. You might have planned, as I did years ago, okay, I'm going to do this, I'm going to work at this, and then I might get a promotion, I might get a promotion, I might just be able to make more money, and finally, boy, I'll have it made. Well, then you find out there's things that come along. Circumstances don't stay the same. Today, we might think, well, maybe a virus will come along. Some have lost their jobs because of the virus. Or you might have a change in the economic situation in the whole country. The stock market might crash. Maybe your company's, the, the pro, your product that you make, there won't be any demand for it. Maybe the market will change, and all of a sudden, you don't need, your, your product's not needed anymore. You gotta lay off people. People lose their jobs over that. Maybe there's a merger. A bigger company might come in and buy out your company, or you might merge with them. That's almost never good for the employees. It always results in downsizing. It always results in people being put into lower jobs. Other people come in and take over the top jobs. We've been through those things. We've seen those. What kind of security, then, can we hope for in jobs? Or even with our health, what can we hope for? We just might not be able to continue in, in that. So that's, he's talking about not looking to the, the temporal, not looking to what's here now and saying, well, that's my security. You think about people in other lands. We have such a tendency to just interpret the God, these uh, words of God in terms of who we are here in America. But think about other countries. Think about what's happened uh, in World War II and in Europe. People of France, people of Italy, people all around Europe and other places lost their homes because war came about. Because the foreign armies came in and just destroyed things and took away their livelihood. Things change. You know, a farmer's crops might get destroyed by the weather, might be destroyed by a storm or by a drought or even by fire. He might lose his herd because of a disease. We cannot trust in the things of this life for our eternal security. So that's what Solomon is trying to get us to get to here. As he's taking his time, getting through these passages and giving us all this negative stuff. He's pointing towards that chapter 12, verse 13. Keep your trust in God. Love God and obey His commandments. That's what he he is telling us. So we see that as we look at life... Things are not permanent. Things just don't last. So you say, well, why are things this way? Solomon wants to answer that for us in verse 10. He says, I've seen the burden God has laid on men. I've seen the burden God has laid on men. Burden, that word means a humbling task, a difficult struggle things we have to go through. And you all know how that is. You struggle and and try to take care of your families. You try to get the basic necessities of life. But why has that been laid upon us? Because God has laid it upon men. I think he may be talking about the curse that came upon this earth because of Adam's sin. In Genesis chapter 3, verse 17, to Adam God said, because you listened to your wife, and ate from the tree about which I commanded you, you must not eat of it. Cursed is the ground because of you. Through painful toil you will eat of it all the days of your life. It will produce thorns and thistles for you, and you will eat the plants of the field by the sweat of your brow. You will eat your food until you return to the ground. Since from it you were taken, from dust you are, and to dust you will return. We see a couple of things there. We see the struggle that man is going to have to go through just to survive. Talking about one who is trying to make his uh, livelihood off of the crops and how that's going to be difficult. And then what's the final outcome? He's going to return to dust. He's going to die. Death came into the world because of Adam's sin. And because of this difficulty of life, Because it is so difficult, we should all be looking more to eternity and to eternal things rather than to just the temporal, rather than just what we see and feel here right now. Because one day, when we go to meet Christ, we're going to see permanence. Because Christ is eternal. He is permanent. Have you ever cried out to God in bad situations? of, this is unfair. Oh, this is a terrible experience. Lord, why me, Lord? Why would you do this to me? That's life. That's the way things are. Why would we blame God for that? But we've got to ask ourselves, how would God want us to respond to the circumstances that come our way? We can get through these experiences of life and respond in a way that's pleasing to God. We don't have to sin. We don't have to grovel. We can praise God even through the, the circumstances that come along. Look at verse 11. We can even rejoice in God's plan for life as we look at this. He says, He has made everything beautiful in its time. Everything beautiful in its time. And He has also set eternity in the hearts of men, yet they cannot fathom what God has done from beginning to end. That word beautiful here can also be translated appropriate. And some translations have that. He's made everything appropriate. It all fits together. All of life, all of those things in verses 1 through 8, those 14 things that contrast with each other, they all fit together in God's plan. So it's our task then to try to understand what is God's plan for life and look at life through a biblical perspective. So he says it towards the end of this verse that uh, he has set eternity in the hearts of men. Everybody almost everybody now there are some that believe in annihilation I guess think well they're just here for now and then they're gonna just disappear or some believe in reincarnation they're gonna come back as something else but we know that there is life after death and if you put your trust in Jesus Christ you spend eternity in heaven with with God if you have not put your trust in Christ you're gonna spend eternity in hell we are eternal beings and God has put eternity in our hearts. Even those who don't believe in God will say, well, I just think heaven's going to be a great place that I'm going to get to go to because I've been good. And it's going to be wonderful. Golfers think there's going to be great golf courses up there. Baseball players think there's going to be a great place to play baseball. But it's going to be a great place to be with Jesus Christ. And God has put that in our hearts. We want to think that there's something beyond this life. That this is in all of it right here. But there's something greater beyond. And that's what Solomon would have us to look to. We look to, to what eternity and find out what God has done from beginning to end. We can't understand that now, it says. We cannot fathom what God has done from beginning to end. We can't understand that, but one day we will. One day we will. And I know you. some of you are thinking about a song right now and say, well, by and by, we'll understand it all, won't we? Someday, when we go to be with our Lord, we will understand His purpose throughout all of life. But now it's a little difficult for us to do that. But someday all the trials and tribulations are going to make sense. We're going to understand what God was doing through those. And we need to look at the words of Solomon here in Ecclesiastes and try to understand them properly in a biblical type of uh, worldview. If we have a wrong understanding of life, it can bring great sorrow and frustration upon a person. To misunderstand life, to not know what God is doing, and go through the trials and experiences, it can be bring great sorrow upon us. And we see that all around us today. Many today, they say that uh, mental illness right now is, is uh, peaking because of the virus. People are in depression. Some are in anxiety. Uh, child abuse is increasing. Spousal abuse is increasing. All kinds of different problems. Drug addiction. Alcohol addiction. Alcohol business is doing real well right now. People turn to other things when they don't understand what God's purpose in life is. We've had more suicides right now than we've had on a, on a normal basis. But depression and anxiety come upon many because their expectations and desires are not met. So when our expectations and desires here in a worldly way are not met, then we get depressed or we get anxious about the unknown. In years past, when the stock market collapsed, people were known to jump out of the buildings, jump out of windows in the buildings to their death, right over their frustration. Some people become violent when life doesn't provide the satisfaction that they're after. Some just withdraw. But even many professing believers don't understand that life under the sun is not designed to bring you constant happiness in a worldly sense. That's not what God has designed this life about. And Solomon is trying to tell this. He says, we're not guaranteed a long life. We're not guaranteed a wealthy lifestyle, even a comfortable retirement. You're not guaranteed many intelligent successful grandchildren either. Yeah. It's not you know, fortune and fame. That's not guaranteed to us. Those are not guarantees. So we must understand life and what God is doing through it. The psalmist understood feelings of despair and discouragement and anxiety. Psalm 43.5 says, Why are you downcast, O my soul? He's speaking of depression. here. Why is he in a bad mood? Why is he down? Why is he having these kinds of feelings? And then says, Why are you so disturbed within me? I think that's probably anxiety he was dealing with over the things that weren't going quite the right way. But he had a solution. He understood. He said, put your hope in God, for I will yet praise him my Savior and my God. John Calvin has said that in the book of Psalms, you can find every emotion that man might experience. And you will find an answer to it, a biblical answer. And here you are, right right here in this verse, Psalm 43.5. But we need to believe God's promises, that his promises are for eternity. In Hebrews 5.9, it says, He became the source of eternal salvation for all who obey him. Not just temporary salvation, but eternal salvation, as we put our trust in him. As we believe the promises of God and begin to understand, then we can understand life under the sun as God has designed it from his perspective, from a biblical perspective. And all of these situations, uncontrollable situations, should remind us that we are weak, that we do not have control over things ourselves, that we have limitations, and we ought to turn to God. We do cry out to God when things don't go the way we think they should, but we ought to cry out and say, God, show me how you want me to handle this. Show me the way through this, Lord, because he's promised to give us that way through. Verse 12, we see that we we should work to store up treasures in heaven and not here on this earth. He says, I know that there is nothing better for men than to be happy and do good while they live, that everyone may eat and drink and find satisfaction in all his toil. This is the gift of God. Sounds kind of frustrating, doesn't it? Nothing better than to be happy and to do good. But we're not guaranteed happiness. But what should we be doing? Yes, we should be trying to do good. We should be trying to help others. We should be telling others about Jesus Christ. We should be lifting up those who are or uh, having difficulties in this life, doing good in God's eyes. The things God would have us to do that He's commanded us in other places that we should do. Do those things which have eternal consequences. Those things that would build up a reward in heaven by pleasing Christ, by living for Him. In First Peter one four it says, We have an imperishable inheritance, an unfading inheritance, inheritance. reserved for us. I've said many times there's nobody's going to steal your identity and take that inheritance away from you. You are guaranteed that inheritance in, in Christ Jesus. In Matthew 6:20 it says, store up for yourselves treasures in heaven where moth and rust do not destroy and steals break in and steal. Store up treasures in heaven. That's doing good, doing those things that Christ would have us to do here on this earth, that bring glory and honor to him. But notice, not all is, is vain, even for those who do not know Christ. Verse 13 says, that everyone may eat and drink and find satisfaction in all his toil. This is the gift of God. So even in the mundane things of life, there are those, those uh, simple pleasures that we can enjoy. Doing your job. Enjoy. You can get a little satisfaction from that. But is that going to last forever? No. It's not eternal. Doing good for others. Yes, that's good, but it doesn't last forever unless you're doing it in the name of Jesus Christ and doing for him. But we are, we should have food and drink and find satisfaction in all of our toil. That's what is God a simple gift that God has made available to us. So how shall we respond to that? With thankfulness. Thank you, God. That I can find work to do. Thank you, God, that I can have food to eat and and drink to have. Thank you, Lord, for that. And then serve our Lord. All right. Being thankful for those simple pleasures and looking to eternity where treasures will not be fleeting. Verse 14. We'll entitle this one, uh, Revere God Because of His Everlasting Works. So he's contrasting now, Solomon is contrasting what happens here on this earth and what we can do, which is very temporary, with what God does. Verse 14, I know that everything God does will endure forever. Nothing can be added to it and nothing taken from it. God does it so that men will revere him. So we're getting a little view here of why things are so temporary, why there are these seasons to things, and why things are not permanent, because God wants us to look to Him, enjoy the things that He does that are permanent, those eternal things, and He wants us to revere and to worship Him. So all of this uncertainty that we go through is to turn us towards Christ, towards God, and look to Him, and worship Him. Recognize our inabilities, recognize our weakness, recognize that we need His help and that He is in control of all things. What a contrast this is to life under the sun that God's work is going to endure forever. Man can't do anything permanent, but God does things that are permanent. And one thing, one reason we get upset and wonder what's going on is because we don't understand God's purpose in all of this change. And I refer to Romans 8:28. I mean, I know many of you know that, but I also always include verse 29 with it. And we know that in all things God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. And 29, for those God foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the likeness of his son that he might be the firstborn among many brothers. So all those events that are coming into this life the way that we handle, they're to guide us, to conform us to the likeness of Jesus Christ. As we respond to those in a biblical way, we are being conformed to the likeness of Christ. So that is God's purpose. If everything were just perfect here, we wouldn't be worried about God at all. We'd just be going through life and enjoying everything that's here. But no, things aren't perfect. And in verse 15, we're reminded, there's nothing new under the sun. Nothing new under the sun. Whatever is, has already been, and what will be, has been before, and God will call the past to account. Solomon said something similar to this before, back in chapter 1, verse 9. He said, what has been will be again, and what has been done will be done again. There's nothing new under the sun, he says. He's not saying that life is cyclical that the same things keep happening over and over. But he's saying that change is certain. Change is going to happen. Things are going to keep changing. Things are still going to be difficult. Things are not going to be uh, orderly in a a way that we can plan and uh, set our, our purpose because we are living under God's purpose. The conditions of life under the sun haven't changed. Events, circumstances may be different. But they're all changing. They're always changing. And we'll continue to do so. But it reminds us that your situation, you may be struggling through some of this right now. And, and under the, the pain of the change, under the pain of the circumstances that have come your way. But you're not at a unique position. Others have been through this before. 1 Corinthians 10.13 reminds us, no temptation In other words, no wrong response to the circumstance has seized you except what is common to man. And God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. But when you are tempted, he will also provide a way out so you can stand up under it. Remember Abraham? He's mentioned over in Hebrews 11, as well as in a lot of the Old Testament there in Genesis. In Hebrews 11, verses 9 and 10, it says, By faith... He made his home in the promised land like a stranger in a foreign country. He lived in tents, as did Isaac and Jacob. They were heirs with him of the same promise. For he was looking forward to the city with foundations, whose architect and builder is God. He was looking forward to heaven. He was looking forward to eternal life. He lived in tents, very temporary type of lifestyle. Traveling around, following his, his sheep. He didn't have permanence while he was here on this earth. But his permanence was in looking to that, for that city. The end of that verse, 15, says, God will call the past to account. God uses the same kind of circumstances now that he used in the past. The same kind of things will come into our path that were present in the Old Testament, that were present in previous generations. This should be a reminder to us that the Bible is valid for all generations, for all time. It's truth and help in all ages. We need to study it. Remember God's promises as we view life and its difficulties, and God will see us through the difficult times. Remember what chapter 12, verse 13 is going to say, though. Here's the conclusion of the matter. Trust God and obey his commands. Now, only believers can understand this view of life and understand what God's purpose might be. And that should be our, our goal as believers to, to understand that. But if you've never given your life to Christ, then this is the time to consider. Am I, what, how am I going to respond to these changes? What are they all about? And put your trust in Jesus Christ. God created man, created everything just perfect. But man sinned, man rebelled against God. But God had a plan. He came to this earth as Jesus Christ, died upon the cross to pay the price for our sins. And he offers forgiveness to all who will believe in him, all who will put their trust in him. If you've never given your life to Christ, never experienced that forgiveness, this is the time to do that. Don't wait. We're not going to have a, a walk-forward invitation but our praise team is going to come in just a minute and sing a, a hymn of commitment to us. And then we will, if you need to talk to me later, I'll be here. Please, or find one of our deacons or one of our Sunday school teachers or just a, a mature Christian. We've got plenty of them here in this body of believers that would be loved to talk to you about how to know Jesus Christ as your Lord and, and Savior. So if our praise team could come now, we'll have a word of prayer and we'll stand as we sing this hymn of commitment. Our Heavenly Father, we thank You for Your Word. Pray, Lord, that it will speak to us today. Lord, we will consider our walk with You, consider our purpose in this life of bringing glory to You, and that You might be pleased. We pray this in Jesus' name, amen.